What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of V2 Sports. And it's kind of a weird episode we've got. We've got some sad moments. We've got some previews for a bowl game this weekend. And we're going to be introducing a new segment called SEC Team Slander. Now, before we get into the episode, we want to go ahead and take this moment to discuss what happened this week. As many of you know, if you were anywhere close to your phone or if you haven't been living under a rock, Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach has passed away after a uh, medical episode at his house. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers are with his family, his players, any alumni he's coached, anybody that was close to him. We're going to be taking a 10-second moment of silence in honor of Mike Leach. And during these 10 seconds, you can either pray, think about his family, reminisce over all the things he did. But most importantly, before you take these 10 seconds, remember that Mike Leach wants everybody to swing your sword. All right, now that we've covered the Mike Leach, let's go ahead and get into the one bowl game we have this weekend, and it is the Las Vegas Bowl. So what are y'all's predictions for that game? Well, starting off, I would say that this game would have actually been a little bit under the radar had not Florida had basically everybody out of the game. I mean, when your starting quarterback isn't playing and what I think their bench quarterback was gotten, you know, a situation. At this point, you got to feel for Florida because this isn't looking too good for them. On top of that, Oregon State is coming off of a streak, including that win against Oregon that they had to win their rivalry game. So their hype, their one to, I get to, I believe, 10 wins. It's either 9 or 10. The point is they're one to end off the season strong. And I think Florida, after coming off a loss to L- or, um, FSU, and knowing the players that are going to be out of the game, including Anthony Richardson, it's going to be... I, I can't really see Florida doing too well in this. But I do think on the bright side, there might be some breakout players who show some moments. I think Florida's receiving core is a little underrated, and I think even some of their third-string receivers aren't honestly solid. I mean, you saw what they did in Tallahassee. Dope Campbell Stadium sold out, so they could do it there. Why not be able to do that in a neutral crowd versus a relatively similar defense? Yeah, and I mean, honestly, going into this game, Florida has nobody like Luke was saying. Their receiving core is mostly out. They're they're stuck with Jack Miller. They would have been stuck. And you also got to think they're without their captain as well. With uh, Ventro Miller, he's sitting out as he's preparing for the draft. And then Osiris Torrance, the stud offensive line, that's probably going to go first round. He's sitting out as well because he's going to the draft. Well, here's my whole thing. All right. Luke was going over everything. And looking at it, if Florida's quarterback room wasn't really as mid as it could be, you've got Jack Miller. You had Anthony Richardson. You had Mr. Kitna. And that that's it. Everybody else was just like, that entire room was just mid. It did not matter who was going to be there, who was going to play in this bowl game. Any team you would have put Florida up against, unless they had like a top or a bottom five defense, Florida's going to lose. The run game for Florida, it's amazing. 
And any Florida fan that's listening, please be prepared because that's all you're going to see. ETN and who, who's the other running back? Mon- Montreal Johnson. Montreal Johnson. They're going to carry that bowl game. Like, Florida's going to have at least 220 on the ground. Plain and simple. That, I mean, that's It's going to be interesting, though, because with Oregon State, you know, preparing defensively for Florida, are they going – have they been preparing to – fully, you know, stop the run and, you know, force them into passing situations. So basically saying to Jack Miller, you know, it's your ball game to win or lose. But I think that Montreal and ETN are on a whole nother level and so dynamic that I don't think it matters if Oregon State prepares for them as long as they're able to run effectively like they did. You know, we're playing – this is another Pac-12 game for Florida as they played Utah first game of the season. So I think that they can find success in that. But I think there's a lot of missing holes on that team, and I don't know if it's enough to overcome. Honestly, the, I think that Florida could approach this game in one of two ways, and I really couldn't tell you which one it's going to be. So the first one is Florida is 6-6, six and six, 500 team, and this game decides whether they end with a winning or losing record. And honestly, that can really shape. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But yeah. <laughs> it's a mid-team. Come on, it, this was not their season. But point is, I mean, with that, you realize you you realize that the team for option A might be motivated, as in like this game basically defines how we're going to end our season and we'll bring momentum into the next year. So if we could win this, might have some serious um momentum and hype going for like the recruits coming into the um from the class 2023 and then the players returning and then you got option b which i think is the more plausible option being that this is an experimental game they know that they're Mm -hmm. basically not going to win this and it wouldn't be a good idea to be playing everybody and potentially risking injury so they might not be treating this game as a we're gonna win or at least we're gonna do our damn best to win but more of a we're gonna we're gonna take it slow. We're gonna see what people can do. Players who may have not got as many minutes as they should have or even could have, we'll see what they can do. So maybe next year we can really use them when the games matter because they could be treating this game as just the season's already a wash and this game just doesn't really matter that much. And frankly, I wouldn't even blame him for choosing that. I mean, you you can't really blame because again, this is a five hundred team six and six this bowl game doesn't really change that much some people might argue that the game may determine how recruits look at the team and i don't know because you can look at how many people are missing and already realize that you have to feel for the team i mean i mean if you're florida a good team i mean the fact that they got matched up against oregon state i think is ridiculous and i think this already shows how flawed the bowl system is with the only certain conferences to compete in certain games. It's ridiculous. And all the time, seeing these unfair matchups of like a ranked um, solid team versus a 6-6 six six team that's not going to play anybody. Then look at literally any conference. Florida State versus Oklahoma. I mean, just... It's unfair to the players and unfair to the people who are watching the games because you want to see more even matchups. But aside from that, I think Florida is going to just, you know, leave it as is and 
treat this game as more of an experiment rather than going out to win. All right, let me get everybody's final prediction here so that we can move on to the next couple of segments. First off, before I give my prediction, are you in a microwave? What is that noise? I don't even know. Oh, it's my AC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's the same statement said over and over again. Florida has lost so many people. I don't really know if you can consider them a team. And just the uh, success of both teams, as is, we're going to go, what was it, uh, Oklahoma? Was it Oklahoma State or Oregon State? It's Oregon uh, State. Oregon State. Oh, I'm going to go with Oregon State by a landslide. Not a landslide. I'll say about 20. It's for the fact, and you, you said it, there's no other better way to say it than how you did. I mean, this is more of an experiment game for Florida. Do who you've got. Uh, just, um, oh man, sorry, um, anyway, yeah, no, Oregon State by a, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to be dead I mean, honest. If you're, if you're Florida. Go ahead, go ahead, Junior. I was just going to say, I mean, if you're Florida, win or lose, you're of course one to go out there and win, but you're going to, you're going to use this as a building block. Going into next season, I don't think that this is going to affect their recruiting or other outcomes, but it definitely can be a building block for what they can use and don't need to use next season. But I just don't think that this team is going to be able to come out and prevail. I think it's going to be more so a 34-24 to 24 game, Oregon State. In, in my personal opinion, you've got Florida, who has played, like, like said by everybody else, all right, somebody's got an echo, just letting y'all know. But Florida's played nobody. I really think Oregon State is just going to run the table with this team. Give me Florida 30. No, don't even give me Florida. My bad. Give me Oregon State 38-24. Yeah, um, just to keep it quick, Oregon State averages 32 points a game. They're, they've won the last three, including against the rival Oregon Florida doesn't have anyone. Give me Oregon State by 30. This is not even going to be a fair matchup for many reasons. That, that's just crazy. 30? Absolutely. Even, I think, even with the struggles that Florida possesses, I still don't think that you're going to see a 30-point differential. I think that Florida's going to put up around 14 points, and I think Oregon is going to just... Unload. You're saying they're gonna, Oregon State's going to score 44 points? Essentially, yes. On Florida's defense, yeah. I don't think so. You're, you're. I mean, Florida. If you're looking, I mean, if you're looking at one thing on one side of the ball that is stronger than the other, this bowl game is their defensive side of the ball because the only one that is sitting out is Ben Travis. You have Javon Dexter that's gonna play. It's not impossible. And then you have Trey Dean. Think about it this I mean, way. Anything, anything's possible. Well, think about it this way, though. I mean, Florida State. They put up 45. Vanderbilt, they put up 31. LSU, they put up 45. I mean, Florida's defense is good, but there have been times where they've looked really iffy, and typically those iffy games have come after games that have been, like... Close. Not, Yeah, close. Like, with the uh, LSU oh, game, sure. it came after Missouri. The Georgia game, it came after LSU. And, like, again, I think that... Florida games, I mean, Florida games. Um, Florida fans, like, real quick, if you're listening here, you need to take this game with a grain of salt. 
if you lose by my prediction around 30, don't do not get sad or depressed by that because the one thing I can say, despite being a no, you got a future. You got two five star quarterbacks coming in. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're gonna we're gonna cut that one now. Okay. Two five star quarterbacks. Rashada is a four. Lagway, or however you pronounce his name, is a four. I will Don't. admit I'm giving him the benefit of the I was doubt about to say, do not. looking at the 247 composite score. Technically, they are four, but I'm giving them their highest ranking. So, again, benefit of the doubt. But point Lag is, way, you're getting a really good hard. recruiting class coming in, so you have much to look forward to. But, yes, you can disregard what I said. I'll admit I was being a little generous with how I phrased my statement. You don't got to be generous to them. Florida fans understand. They know we have to hear it all the time in the various group chats that we're in. We got to hear it from our nice friend Trey. Florida's got the class of the century, baby. Where we no no school's going to be able to compete. <laughs> well, it seems that we're starting to slander on Florida here, so you know I'll, I'll chip into this. And this doesn't even come for rivalry, but I will say that, and this doesn't apply to everyone because I will never put every fan under a category. But the high, and I will say that Jaron is a complete exception of this great guy, great predictions. He's always Cuzzo, Hunter, but, Noah, yeah, none of y'all. Well. But point is, there are so many Florida fans that I know of that have the most outlandish statements I've ever seen. You want to hear an example? Um, so I was in a um a chat recently with this guy named like Chomp Coverage or something. I think that was what his name was. I don't remember. He's a random Florida page. And I was talking about how I said Jordan Travis was better than Anthony Richardson. He disagreed. But that's not even bad. I'm not even, that's not why, like, I'm talking about it. I pulled up the stats and explained in every statistical advantage being QBR, pass attempts versus touchdowns, interceptions, passing yards. He beat them in everything. And I thought that he was better. And then I told them in the process that Anthony Richardson would not do that well in the NFL, and I think staying another year would have been a huge difference maker because if he stayed at the end of the year, things might have changed and we could see a more developed and less raw talent going to the NFL with more preparation. And this guy had the gall to say that he was going to be the next Josh Allen, and I was stunned because... Originally, I thought, what do you mean by that? You mean you're just going to play like Josh Allen? No, he literally means that he is going to be the next Josh Allen. And I could not believe it. I, I, I mean, like, you, can't, you can't be mad at that, though, considering yes, I, I understand can. your... No, I can understand Did he say AR is going to be the next Josh Allen? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, Jaren. Jaren, I understand that you want to defend. Because, <laughs> no, because Chomp Coverage is not the person that has said this. Several NFL analysts have stated that Anthony Richardson is the next coming of Josh Allen. I'm not saying I agree. I'm not That's saying right. I agree with the basis that Trump coverage is basically seconding that agreement. I am stating that he did not create that, you know, narrative. Are these the same? Are these NFL the same? And are these the same analysts that predicted Will Levis is like the first quarterback gone? Well, they're well, still doing that. that so. The main point he's is, he's, the, the NFL analysts aren't giving a great prediction, but they're not giving a horrible one because they're only saying that he's going to play like him. He's just going to be another player who's like Josh Allen. 
No. I'm telling you that Chomp literally said because of the stats in college that AR was literally going to be the next coming of Josh Allen statistically. Like he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I literally, I dropped the conversation right there. I flat out told him I'm no longer talking to you about sports, about anything, you know, just nothing. Because um, that's Anthony the dumbest statement I've ever heard. Anthony Richardson has untapped potential, but he also has a lot to learn. And that's the problem. You know, I wish him, I wish him, I wish him well in the NFL, and I hope that he finds a team that can develop him well. But I do think it would have been beneficial for him to come back another year. But nonetheless, this is slandering teams, not slandering uh, potential, you know, quarterback in the NFL. What I'm willing to bet he's going to get drafted somewhere. He's going to like flip minutes with one other quarterback. I don't know who it's going to be yet. We don't know. Let's say it's Carolina, for example. He gets drafted to Carolina and he switches minutes with um, uh, what Sam Darnold. I guarantee you that those minutes of like 20 minutes are going to turn to 10. Those 10 are going to turn to 5. And eventually he's going to be fighting for a spot in the practice squad. I am telling you now with zero like being dead serious i think that ar is going to bust and honestly nothing against him i hope he succeeds because i like to see those like stories where everybody gets where somebody proves everybody wrong those are always cool but him and will levis y'all just you're not doing anything you're just not the only quarterbacks that are truly gonna have an impact in this league when they get drafted are bryce young cj stroud and um, that's it. That might that's it. it. Actually, I think that's it. Yeah. Every, every single that's one of y'all it. that are listening, I know we got a lot of Tennessee fans. I know we got a lot of Florida fans. I know we got a lot of Kentucky fans, everybody. Every single one of your quarterbacks, they're not going to do anything in the league, okay? AR, he's going to be a great backup. Going to come in and wonderful, you know, up 40 or down 40 moments. Will Levis... I think he he's going to get drafted by a team top 10. He's going to start. Mm-hmm. He's going to be benched by week 5. He's going to be the next Zach Wilson. Hendon Hooker. He's just a system quarterback. He's just a system quarterback. Hendon Hooker is he'll never system play in an offense like Tennessee's again because no NFL team is going to run that upbeat who are a play every two seconds or 2.9 seconds offense because these are grown men. They're going to be uh, – coach is going to propose that, and they're going to be like, no, we're not – no. I, top of that, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to say, though, out of plus, all – Defenses in the NFL adapt really quickly. So you may be able to get away with it once, but once they figure that out, yep. it's over because that's exactly what happened with the Wildcat. Thousand percent. I mean, I, as someone that you know, we are strictly SEC. We pay attention to everything, but we're especially you know SEC. You know, you can't help but root for Hendon Hooker's success based on the type of person that he is. So I hope that he's able to find success in the league and adapt to system changes. But if we're gonna go to all three of those quarterbacks, you can say what you want. You can call me biased, but based off the standard of play and what I've watched, regardless of if AR had an up-and-down season, I think that AR has the most potential out of all three of those quarterbacks. And if he finds the right team that can develop him the right way, then I think that he can be successful in NF. 
spell. The main, now that's the question I asked. The but, main uh, reason why I'm against that though is because typically when you get to the, the going to the NFL is like going to college as a student. You're typically you're gonna get there, and of course the teachers are gonna help you. They're gonna prepare you for whatever um, occupation you're gonna go into. But ultimately, you have to have a lot of background. You have to be a person who can do a lot of the work on your own and have a lot of the work prepared. And that's the thing that AR doesn't have, prepared work. He is a very raw quarterback, and I've seen so many times where in the biggest pressure moments, he's not only failed, he's just crumbled. Like a child in a peewee game playing in the wild card who just threw his third interception of the game. I mean, he gets so scared. And the thing is, that pressure is going to be there every single game in the NFL because you're now playing as it's your job. Like with college, you're gonna, you're. It would take a just monster, a catastrophic failure in order for you to even be benched slash um in that game. Whereas in the NFL, couple bad drives, you're done. Like if you just suck for a few drives in a row, you might as well just pack up your bags and go back home because. Or, well, I, okay, I can't go that far. You might as well get back on the bench. But if that happens for a few games, then yeah. I mean, look at Zach Wilson. The dude is a, the second overall pick in the draft. And you you do not see the second overall pick, no matter how bad they're doing, getting benched to a guy named Mike White. That doesn't happen. And yet, it's the NFL. So you can't say it's super surprising. With AR, it's not like... He's expected to be this um, superstar, so they can afford benching him should it happen. And I just, I don't think there's one team in this league that will be able to successfully develop him. Because when you look at all the bad teams in this league that could get him, none of them have been quarterback successful. I mean, you could list every team. The Falcons, they don't even know how to who to play. Carolina. I mean, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. All I'm gonna say. Um, the Jets, same case. Even Washington, if it weren't for their um their guy Heineke, they'd be screwed too. It, he is just a backup waiting to happen. And again, I wish him the best of luck. I hope that every single one of these quarterbacks I've mentioned, Levis, Hooker, Anthony Richardson, I hope they all prove me wrong. I never want somebody to fail in the league. But I will point out when I think it's going to happen. And I think that not one of them are going to do anything in the league. Yeah, I can agree with that. But as much, and as much as it's going to pain me to say this, the quarterback that would probably end up probably having the longest tenure in the NFL from this class, aside from the stars like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, would probably be Will Levis. Mainly for the fact that the type of offense that's ran, it's style I, I hate saying it, but it's more because he, the offense that is ran in Kentucky is very similar to an NFL style offense. Yeah, not running it a lot. You're not passing it a lot. It's balanced. Um, you know, won't pop off the stat sheet, and he's never popped off the stat sheet. Um, he probably would have the most initial success. Again, it it pains a lot of pain in this sense. He, I think he could have the most, like, right off the rip, he's the most ready just because sure. of the offense. I don't know what team would take him. I had to take a guess um, just with the offense that he's used to. I would say a team like, I don't know, the Vikings. 
maybe Vikings or the Lions, maybe even the Patriots. Yeah, definitely see the Vikings. Actually. All right, all right. Let's 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 go ahead and move on to another team. Who who y'all want to slander next? Uh, I got I got one. I want to you know slander what? LSU. Whoa 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 whoa! Hold on hold on. Let's be hold on hold on. Let's be smart here. Who's not in the call? South Carolina. Let's <laughs> let's slander South Carolina while we've got the time. Please let me go first. Hold on, hold on. I got the first one. I got the first one. Y'all ready? Sure. <clears throat> Jackson, when anybody tries to tell him that South Carolina, as if y'all did not know, he is our personal leader of the South Carolina fan club. Okay? We don't know who he goes for, but at this point, we're just going to push him to South Carolina. They can have him. I don't care. But, dude, any South Carolina fan, as soon as like some receiver or any player hits that transfer portal, these are the first sounds you're gonna hear. Cocklock. It's a cock. He's a cocklock. I don't care if we offered him or not. He's a cocklock. South Carolina fans and the team program itself. I understand. We will literally get like we have a chat where like we talk about you know just random stuff before we get on air. Every single time I check that chat, there is at least three notifications from. Jackson sending some random transfer p- person who might go to South Carolina, and he'll be like, Jackson, Guys, I just saw this random th- used to be three star tight end from uh, uh, Pensacola, Florida. Uh, he's totally going to be a South Carolina. He's a perfect system fit. And I'll be like, Jackson, shut the hell up. We don't care. We don't care at all. We, I like, and the more we tell him we don't care, the more he sends, and I'm so confused. Can I, yeah, that. can I ask a quick question? Go for it. Is this episode going to be on YouTube? By yeah, chance? yeah. You know what would be amazing is if someone—I don't know if we want to spend so much time on South Carolina—if someone could just pull out the lovely DMs that Jackson has brought to us in the group chat. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot and will not due to uh, paragraphs that have occurred after the fact. Uh, bitchings when that I he say, has received. <laughs> when I say that before doing the podcast and coming in crossings with Jackson, which all love and respect to him, great, great for the team, love him as a person is love South Carolina to his core to the point where he will not say if they are bad or not. I didn't even hate South Carolina. I kind of liked them because the legendary Steve Spurrier coached for them. And as a Florida Uh, fan, you have to like them. So, I mean, I didn't hate South Carolina. But when I tell you that my hatred for South Carolina has grown immensely because of the constant – Whatever he sends in the group chat that is about South Carolina, and we are a non-promo group chat, just so we don't blow each other up with constant things. But since the transfer portal has started, you're not the only one that is focusing on 247. You can look to Jackson that is always on 247 or on Twitter looking at the constant South Carolina updates and was going into a depressed state to find out Dow Loggins was going to be their offensive coordinator. But now that they've hired him, he thinks that it is all the glory in the world and that he's taken them to the natty 
and that every recruit in the transfer portal and every recruit in 23, 24 and beyond as long as Dow Loggins is there, they get. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, mi- I missed I missed one because I didn't get to speak on Florida that much. Uh, Florida fans, I know you should be used to this sound by now. Usually when you look at recruits and they've got, you know, a top four, or top five, and it's got Miami in it, you're like, yeah, we've had him on two back-to-back visits, baby. And then guess what? Here comes Miami, and they're just dropping that bag. So have fun, you know, speculating every time you see somebody pop up with Miami. I told y'all. I told y'all two weeks ago on my rant episode. Real quick, I want to go back to this, though, because – this is before really I bring up South Carolina. I will say it was pretty funny how fast Florida fans switched up on Cormani after he went to Miami. So beforehand, it was we're getting Cormani. He's the best cornerback in the country. He's gonna be insane. He's a five-star legend. Dude's gonna be raw at Florida. Soon as he commits to Miami, he's, he's a twig. A he's a twig. He should have. He would have never come here. He's such a loser. We don't even want you. Who said that? Who do you think? Who do you think? I don't know. You have one name to guess. You have one name. Later, Chomp, Shod, or Trey. One of them. But I want to bring up something about Miami. Mainly, they're not necessarily, well, kind of their history, because if you've what is a lot of our older our older ish listeners know their um questionable history within Miami's the with the Canes. So one thing that I will say is you think your boosters are good for your school? You have not met Miami's boosters. Not only are they probably dirtier than half the mo- half the mafia, they will do anything to get a recruit. Miami almost, and this, this statement was way before NIL, but it people act like payers weren't get paid before players weren't getting paid before NIL, just under the table. Um, there's a reason Miami almost got the death penalty, and their boosters were the cause of it. So if you don't think that Miami has the deep, probably one of the deepest pockets in college football, wrong. So this is another point. That, you know, we'll just talk about Miami for a second. Is again, with a lot of the fan bases that we're talking about, they sw- they like to switch up very quickly. This is another well, perfect example. Because what happened was, with Cristobal, beginning of the season, I'm getting in my DMs every day people like Kane's Pride. If you don't know who that is, it's this internet troll who's the biggest Kane's fan on the planet. And he kept telling me, Miami's going to crush Florida State. Y'all are going to be trash. Miami's going to win like 10 games this year. They're getting all these players. Mario's the answer. And then not even halfway into the season when they've already lost to like Middle Tennessee and I think it was... Texas um, A and Mid. Yeah. And just all those teams. They goes, Mario was never the answer. He's a trash... He's a trash coach. He had a 500 record when he joined here. He was never going to be the guy. And then I was like, okay, can't get any worse, right? So they're going to stick with it. Although they switched up, they're going to stick with the fact that Mario sucks. Nope, as soon as the season ended, Mario's just having to get his stuff together. I'm telling you, next year, this is our season. I'm like, wait a minute. 
Since it's the same. Since when did the Cowboys start rooting for the Miami Hurricanes? Since when did Jerry Jones? It's our Dallas season, baby. Same issue though. When Cristobal was Beach. at Oregon, he could recruit. He couldn't coach. Case closed. I don't care yeah. how many top five recruiting <laughs> classes. I don't care how many top five recruiting classes that man has. He is. He's not going to win a national championship. All right, let, let's hop off Miami for a second. We got time for one more team. Oh, I love it. Who do y'all Who do y'all want to hit? I mean, we can keep it in the SEC East if you oh, want. We, we, we got haven't it. gone to the West, though, yet. Let's go to the West. If Come on, to LSU. West, we're going to for Ole Miss. No, we're going to LSU. No, we're going to Ole Miss. Please let me start off this one. If, you, if, if there I was one word that I can use to describe every LSU fan that I've met on this on Instagram, it's petty. You know why? It's because they get offended by the most ridiculous stuff. For example, I said that LSU was not a top fifteen team because I don't think they are. I think they're a top. Oh yeah, hold, hold on, hold on, everybody. Let me let me give you all the context on this one. As y'all oh, know, yeah. okay, you know what I'm talking. As y'all know, V two Sports is all SEC. So I go, I recruit, I uh, I find contributors from various schools. We come on here, we don't show bias, and we do a damn good job at it. Or at least I think we do. Well, we had an LSU page since the inception of V2 that I had to fire after a week. Okay, I'm not going to get into why. He just had to go, and honestly, it's not like he can do anything. So, we have... None other than, you know, lover boy Jackson tell me, hey, I got I got a good LSU or like page we can get. He's a great contributor. He can write. He can do this and that. Bring him back. And I said, no, I, I got rid of him the first time because he he did it this way and it was wrong. He kept making a fool of the podcast. He, he can't come back. And Jackson's like, he's changed. He's changed. I'm like, whatever. We we need one at this point. Ours is on hiatus for whatever reason. We bring him on. I am at work. Okay, this is this is not my main job. Nobody that runs a podcast, unless they're backed by a fortune a Fortune five hundred company or even a successful company, can do this and only this. I am at work, and the playoff rankings are coming out, and all of a sudden, I just see Luke text into the chat: "LSU's not a top fifteen team." And I'm like, all right, that's an agreeable statement. I'm going to put my phone down. All right, I'm not going to hop into it. I'm at work. Three minutes later, my phone is blowing up, and there is a paragraph from our LSU contributor explaining to each and every one of us that LSU deserves to be a top 10 team. Not top 15. Top 15. He said, screw that. They deserve to be a top 10 team. Because they beat Alabama. Continue, Luke, and then I'll I'll jump back in. I got you. So the main reason this all started, as mentioned, was I said they weren't a top 15 team. And originally, I thought he'd just disagree and say, I think you're wrong. And I would have been like, you know, that's fine. We have disagreements. Everybody disagrees. We're not all going to agree on the same thing. No. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> this is where the pettiness comes into play. Because he responds with, well, you're just mad that Florida State is such a crappy football team. They're so garbage. Obviously, I'm going to not say the expletives here because I don't want this podcast to get canceled and Jason have to pay thousands of dollars. Because if I had to read what he said or even quote what he said or generally 
paraphrase. Here, we, here, we, hold on, hold on. I'll just, yeah. I'll just give y'all like a quick rundown of his entire like four paragraphs yeah. he sent. You, you ready? It literally went. <laughs> and then, then for us to add in the explicitives, let me just spam this one a couple of times. Every single like other word. And the thing is, it, it was I never once actually heard like defending of why his team deserved to be top ten. No, it was always an insult towards my team. And I'm like, what does Florida State have to do with any of this? And on top of that, you do realize we beat you, right? Like, on top of all of the stupid garbage that you've spat, we beat you. So you can't even say you're better than us. And we're not a top 15 team. I know it's, we say we are, but we're not. I don't think we are, at least. We're, we're getting there, though. But point is, I was like, you're just insane. What are you talking about? And he goes on to insult the following. V2. My mother. My father. V2's mother. V2's father. Nate. Jake. Any and every singular person that was, like, even active... And just reading it got astray. <laughs> it was just so. Here's the best part. Here's the best part. So, he is an LSG recruiting page, and clearly he likes his job, quote unquote, because he posts on there nearly every second of the day. Damn, I know some and people he, like that. After we kicked him from the chat, oh yeah, he goes into my DMs and kept getting offended by me, and I just simply asked him. Like, do you, do you go to LSU? Is that, like, why you're so delusional? And he goes, uh, I don't go to the school. And I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You run an, a recruiting page for LSU, and you've never even stepped foot on the campus. And he goes, and I go, wait, you know what? That's fine. I even know a ton of people who haven't gone to the school and still are involved in some way. So that's fine. And I asked him, well, are you involved at all with LSU? You could guess what that answer is. No. 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 This dude is a bum. He had literally nothing going on. He didn't have a job. He didn't. His job was that recruiting page. And I was like, man, this reminds me of somebody. This really reminds me of somebody I knew. <laughs> and I was like, this is just ridiculous. I mean, how much of it how offended are you and i genuinely asked him like is your father okay <laughs> did 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 he just have a a busted rubber or something is that why you're in this world right now because i'm a little concerned for you buddy i mean you seem a little you know hurt by what's going on and he's like no you're just a, you're the one who's offended you, you just go to a crappy school and you're garbage you don't know anything FSU will never be good at football. LSU's always good. I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah, was saying, that, that was Did Shaheen's block like, field goal change your personality? Are you that offended? No, he, he was like that when we first had him. Why do y'all think I never brought him on air? Like, it, it was so it, it was it was so good because I just hopped in the chat and it was I, I didn't even say anything at this point. All I did was reply to Luke. I was like, I mean you're not wrong. That's all I said. And I get a paragraph explaining to me about how V2 Sports was not. He was like, V2 Sports isn't anything to be proud of. And I'm like, 
you you begged one of our contributors to come back. What do you mean? He's like, well, the reason I got fired the first time wasn't a wasn't a real reason. I'm like, it's in the thing you signed. It says it in bold letters. It says, read, brother. Uh, I'm not sure if this guy has I, that capability. Oh, and for anybody that thinks that we're just on here bullying people, for anybody that thinks we're just on here bullying members and we have no heart or no soul, no, please, please know this for a fact, okay? Anybody that's out there that's an XV2 member, uh, please, I beg and ask you, before you feel the need to listen to this episode and send some papers to my house, make sure you reread the contract that you signed. Because trust me, you do not want to go to court. <laughs> Dude, like, he kept going after our personal favorite teams. Like, he went after, like, uh, Florida State, and he was like, oh, Florida State's never been good. Tennessee's never been good. Every team besides LSU has never been good, which probably means that he's never watched football up until at least two years ago. See, like, that was an argument I would have paid to watch. They were good in, like, 2014 when they had Jameis and That is is one argument that I wish we could have saw before, like – he got fired, or not fired, before he left on his own terms. My bad. I keep saying fired. He left on his own terms. My bad. All right. <clears throat> I want to see an argument. Like, I want to bring him back for one episode. I just want to bring him on air. And everybody else, just mute your mic. I'll control the soundboard. I want to hear him and Jackson duke it out. No, 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 no. I got a better one. I got a better one. I got a better one. How about this? We bring him back, and like we set it up as like one of your debates, except we go back to the the um game. Well, uh, who played uh, LSU in the championship game, Jackson? I mean, Jason, would you remind me? Oh God, no, we're not. No, oh, Georgia. No, Georgia did. No, um, no, so uh, no, there's another no, guy no, who's just no, like no, 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 because every single person that listened already got a nice helping handful of him in that SEC championship episode, and I'm so sorry for that. But I'm gonna go ahead. Hold on, hold on, everybody. We're the time's cutting, so I'm gonna go ahead and say thank y'all for listening. Hope y'all enjoyed the slander. Please keep Mike Leach's family in your prayers. And if anything, who what what's Oregon State's uh, mascot? Is it the Beavers? Beavers. Go Beaver. Oh, God. So, on on the fact that it's SEC and we're all SEC, uh, I guess it's Florida's turn to beat the Beaver. So, let's go ahead and continue the rest or continue the rest of the working week. We'll be back next week with two episodes. We really didn't drop one this past Tuesday because of what happened in the news that broke. Nobody, as all of us being football fans in general, felt up to it due to what had occurred with the Leach family and the Mississippi State program. So, none of us had any motivation. We're completely sorry about that. We'll have two more episodes coming out next week. We're still working on some more player interviews. Thank y'all for showing all the support to that episode with Big Rod. We love y'all for that. And thank y'all for tuning into this one. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew.